will come to pass My heart will sing your praise again Jesus, you're still enough Keep me within your love My heart will sing your praise again. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness. I'm still in your This is my confidence that you never failed me. I know the knife won't last, and your word will come to pass. My heart will sing your praise again. Jesus, you're still enough. Keep me within your love. My heart will sing your praise again. promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence that you never failed me. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence that you never fail me. no way and I believe 
I'll see you do it again. I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do it again. I'll see you do it again. I see your promise. promise still stands and great is your faithfulness faithfulness I'm still in your hands this is my confidence that you never failed me your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands, and this is my confidence that you never failed me. I've seen you move, you move the mountains, and I believe. I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do it again. I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there I'll see you do it again. I'll see you do it again. Let's sing that again one more time. Your promise. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands and this is my confidence that you never failed me hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord thank you jesus hallelujah jesus we know that you're the answer to every problem in the whole world right now lord we know that if people receive you as their Lord and Savior, get born again, become new creations in Christ, read their Bibles, go to church, love people, and serve you, that begin to end all the conflict down here on the earth. But Lord, we know we're in the last days. And you told us how evil men would get worse and worse and all these different things. But you also said, you also said, that our lights would shine brighter and brighter in the darkness. And we thank you tonight as we're here worshiping you, coming surrounded, becoming surrounded by your presence. As your word is taught tonight, it's going to do something in the hearts of everyone here and everyone watching online. And Father, we just want to thank you and thank you for the times we live in. We can't change the whole world, 
but we can change our part of the world. We can change, we can change the atmosphere of our homes, on our jobs, in our cities, and everywhere we go, Lord. Our light will shine at people. Peter said the people ask us for a reason to hope in us, and that's when we let them know it's because of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for our sins, was raised from the dead, and that even by his stripes we were healed with all the all the COVID stuff that they talk about all the time still, Lord. We know that you're the healer of everything there is. Thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen, amen, amen. Give somebody a high five or the knuckle bump or whatever all the goofy stuff is people do now. <laughs> Praise God. Ernest, I remember the days when what any of that stuff was just a handshake. Ernest. I'm preaching to you. I said, I remember the days we didn't have all that. It was just a handshake. Yeah, things have changed. But praise God. You know somebody that hasn't changed? Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Things may change. People may change. But Jesus said his word, they will not change. Hallelujah. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited about life. I'm excited about the word. I'm glad to be alive. I'm glad to be healthy. I'm glad to know that uh, years ago, Jesse Platters taught me how big the devil was. He said he couldn't be any bigger than that because he's under my foot. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that nice to know that no matter how big and how bad he thinks he is, he's defeated? Amen. It says, as a roaring lion, he walks around seeing he made of our as a roaring lion. Well, guess what? Jesus, the lion of the tribe of the Judah, Judah he is the roaring lion. And where does he live? Two places. He's at the right hand of the Father. He's on the throne of our heart. Glory to God. I'll tell you what, I'm doing better preaching than you are shouting. Tell you what, Pastor Dave got the fire lit and I'm ready to go with it. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, there's healing in the Word. There's healing in the Word. You know, I know we're coming, we're coming into the, to the winter season and, you know, they put out all the things that uh, it's flu season and COVID's going to rise and stuff like that. Well, guess what? Healing from God and from His Word has never changed. Amen. I just think about all the testimonies of God. I was thinking about Lawrence a while ago. Uh, Lawrence and his family came here. When he first came here, uh, his son Ryland had some really serious asthma things. And they were new believers, got them born again, listened to the Word. And I think at that point in time, it was about once a week you went to the emergency room, didn't you? At least once or twice a week they went to the emergency room because of bad asthma attacks. Was it about, a, it took about a year before you got totally, totally taken care of? Yep, about a year. The Word did that. And then, and then, and then the next baby came along, Eli. And Eli spent the first, man, I don't know, a half a year or so in the hospital because he wasn't supposed to make it. And the Word of God, the Word of God absolutely gave that boy life. And I'll tell you what, he don't look sick now. But the Word of God did that. There's healing in the Word. Uh, Mrs. Pastor coming up to preach. I tell, I, tell, I tell you what, you know, there's a saying, if you want to get the message across, telephone, television, or tell a woman. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about Lawrence the other day. What people don't realize was, because people forget, people that are around here forget about it, but Lawrence years ago was in a, a, an accident, a car accident, yeah. and it left him look like he, looking like he had osteoporosis. And he walked around like that. But you know what? One day the Lord healed your back, right? And he's just as tall as he can be and his back's just as straight as it can be. And I just thank God for that too, Lawrence. I was thinking about that the other day. 
Amen. I'll tell you what, there's so many people here in the church that have testimonies, but I'll tell you the kind of church we're not. We're not the kind of church that says, well, we know Jesus is a hill. Oh, Jesus is a hill. We don't just know Jesus is a hill. Like I preached last Sunday night, we were showing you how Jesus heals. And the ones that were here last Sunday night, you remember I was, I was teaching on a closer look to how Jesus healed, and I was teaching how he is teaching and preaching and healing. Well, I'm not going to preach, I'm going to teach. And remember I said that preaching plants the word, teaching waters the word, and to preach means to proclaim, teach means to explain. I'm going to do some good explaining tonight, some good teaching tonight about how you can get healing out of the word, how God's word will heal you, God's word. I was thinking about the devotion I'm writing for December. We've got, we got November already printing it up now. November's going to be all about healing every every. Every day in November, there's healing going to be on the devotional. And then in December, going to be teaching about the value of the Word and the name of Jesus and how those things work in life. And I, how many's loving that devotional? Amen. People getting blessed out of that? Well, glory to God. I'll tell you what, it's just the Word is so good. I think about all my years of walking with Jesus and, and learned the value of His Word at a, long, at a young Christian age when I was a baby Christian, and I've never left it. I feed on it every day. I grow. I learn. I get my faith built up stronger every day. I reaffirm my faith in the Word of God and get it. And it's so good. But tonight, there's healing in the Word. I do hope you're taking notes. You know, I don't know, out of as long as I've been here in California now, how strong I've got that across the value of taking notes. You know, this here, well, I, I was telling, I think, Rosalind the other day, that I had a, uh, uh, I'm not super educated. I got Bible school and things, but... I've had educated people in my churches before. Back in Indiana, we were close to Indiana University. And I had a PhD, DD, DDD, PH, 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 double D, triple D, PHHHH professor. And matter of fact, I'll tell you who she was. She, 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 she's a, she's, she's a lady that reschools the doctors from around the world that come back to Indiana University for more doctor learning. And she's even even before Osama bin Laden's family really got famous, she'd actually schooled some of the Obama family. Obama, I mean Osama. <laughs> oh, I get that mixed up sometimes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, delete that. Don't take us off. But anyway, some of the Osama bin Laden family actually come to her, under her teaching at doctors from around the world. As she told me one time, which is she used to come to my healing school. I taught healing school. She said, she said, she said, I'm a teacher, but you're a master teacher. And I'm not saying that build me up. I'm saying that because I've sat under Jesus' teaching so strong and teaching it that it doesn't make any difference. People are super educated or if they're illiterate. When you teach the Word of God for what it is and, and, and sincerely and simply, everybody gets something out of it. And so I said that to say this. You know, a lot of people in our church, they go back to school for more college and stuff. Treat this like a college class. Teach this like a school class. Bring your notebook, bring your pen, bring your textbook, your Bible, and sit down. Take good notes because I can promise you this, there will be a test. God's not the tester. Jesus is the one. I mean, the, the devil's the one that comes to bring the test on you. He'll hit you with symptoms. He'll hit your kids. He'll hit your family. Matter of fact, i got a doctor back in Indiana right now that... Uh, I worked with to get her dad healed. And, you know, she was somebody I went to years ago, and we're, we're really good friends. So we stay in contact because she knows what I've got. And so 
keep her in prayer. She texts with me and things like that because she saw what I've got and what it does. As I'm telling you, don't just treat these like church services. Because what you learn in this class may be like the Mata family. You may, may have a baby like they had, they had little Eli born and it wasn't good. But praise God, they got him out of it and got him healed where he's strong and healthy. Anyway, turn to Psalms 107, verse 20. And I've got one point tonight I'm going to stay on. And you might as well write it down because you're going to hear it over and over and over through the verse I look at tonight. There is healing in the word. And you're going to see why I say that the longer we go. Matter of fact, the Lord started preaching this to me in my sleep this afternoon. And that's how I get a lot of my sermons. He just talks, talking to you while I'm laying there sleeping or something. I just get up and write it down. And so Psalms 107, verse 20, I'll wait till you're there. I'll give you a chance to get there. I see Jamie's still turning. She's really smart in school. Her and Alexis are in school making, making good grades and everything. <laughs> uh, Psalms 107, verse 20. What did you there say, amen or oh man? Psalms 107, verse 20. He sent his what? And did what? There's healing in the word. Say there's healing in the word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And so I've even heard people call healing verses gospels. You have to buy pills from the doctors. And then you got the gospel. Well, G-O-S-P-I-L-L-L. Gospels. There's healing in the word. That's your gospels, those verses. Uh, but for medicine or pills that have been prescribed by your doctor to do you any good, you have to know how to take them. You have to know how to take them, and uh, you have to discipline yourself to get up and get the habit of consistently taking them on schedule. You know, anybody, anybody that's on medication for any length of time at all, you know, the main thing is you take them when you're supposed to take them. You stay consistent with taking them for to get your system to do what they're supposed to do. And so I want to look at the gospels and how to take your medicine and take it consistently to get the results. Now I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. And I'm going to keep on saying this because I want you to get this into your heart and into your soul that there's healing in the Word. Like I said last Sunday night when I was teaching about teaching, preaching, and healing, it doesn't just happen because Jesus has a magic wand. It doesn't just happen because you find a faith healer. You know, I don't even like that expression, a faith healer. Because Jesus said all believers can lay hands on the sick and they recover. So all Christians ought to be able to get people healed by faith. Amen. There are, there are, there are some people, some ministers that have a special anointing for healing. I know that Jesus used me in the gifts of the Spirit a lot of times for gifts of healings where there's been miracles happened right there at the line where, in the, in the altar line where, th- where miraculous things have happened. But, uh, the whole thing is every believer has hands. If they don't have, Jesus will show you how to grow them if you need them. Anyway, that's, that, that's true. He'll do that. But the thing is, everybody should be able to get people healed by faith, but it all centers around the Word of God. So verse 20, Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, attend to my... Attend to what? His words. His words, his words are words. And, And what that means is this. 
Pay attention. Pay attention to the words of God. And so attend to my words, and I'm going to say this again. There's healing in the word. Pay attention to the word. There's healing in the word. And then he says this, incline thine ear. Well, that means open. That means open your ears to my words, uh, to my sayings, my words. Why? Because there's healing in the word. Open your ears. And why do I say this? I don't, I don't want to dwell on this point, but I do have to make the point why Jesus would say that. Do you know that uh, in the Gospels and even in the book of Revelation, when Jesus was talking to the churches, he said this, he that hath an ear, let him hear. Every one of those seven churches Jesus talked to, as soon as he got finished giving instructions, correction about the churches, then as soon as he said, I'd say, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church. And why do I say that? I say that because of this. Because of religious stinking thinking and people teaching by experience other than what the Word of God says, then they say things like, well, you know, you can't never tell what Jesus would do. I've been praying for healing for 26 years. He healed me once 40 years ago, and I've been praying for 26 years, and so I'm praying thy will be done. And so I don't know, but I'm praying for it, and I know he can. I know he can. Oh, I know Jesus can. Well, people that have that stinking thinking, their spiritual ears are stopped up. They are willfully blind to the word of God. might be unconsciously, but we are a spirit being possessed of soul, our mind, will, and emotion, so their will has the word of God blocked out. Amen. And so that's why he says, incline thine ears, open your ears to my sayings. As I know that for myself, the way I've always tried to live my Christian life, my whole Christian life, I've seen so many people deceived and get religious ruts. I've always prayed, Jesus, thank you for giving me a tender heart and a teachable spirit. Thank you for giving me a teachable spirit, Lord. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to receive all you've got for me. And so I know that when I hear the word of God preached in any area of the Bible, and I see people walking in the victory that promises that area, if I'm not walking to that victory... I know there's a problem somewhere. And I know the problem's got to be on this end, not on God's end. And that's why I say, no matter what you've been taught about healing, always keep an open heart, open ears to the Word of God. And Jesus said that He never changes. And so if He doesn't change us, He says we're supposed to change from glory to glory. We're supposed to grow from faith to faith. And so if you're sitting in a service... Where the Word of God's been taught on healing, especially if you've had a hard time receiving healing. I want to say it again. Especially if you've had a hard time receiving healing, He says, Open your ears to my sayings. All I'm going to teach tonight is His sayings. I'm going to teach His Word. And He already made this statement. And if we believe the Bible is totally true, He said He sent His Word and healed them. And delivered them from their destructions. Well, destruction sounds to me like it comes from John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destruct, destroy. And so glory to God, he come for life and that more abundantly. And so it says, it says right here, open your, open your ears to my sayings. And I want to say it again. There's healing in the sayings. There's healing in the word. And then verse 21 says, let them, my words, there's healing in the word. Let my words not depart from thine eyes. 
Let my words not depart from thine eyes. And I'll tell you what, if you're going through a serious illness, disease, or somebody else in your family is, and you know there's healing in the word, then you should quit researching Google about what they're going through. Amen. You know, I'll never get tired of testifying how my son, when he was three and a half and crippled, had leukemia, how Jesus raised him up in two weeks from diagnosis. And I remember I was at the hospital, some religious person, I can't remember if there was a preacher or what it was, because I was totally focused on the Word of God and on Jesus. And I saw my son laying there three and a half years old in that glass room. With This, this was like, what, 30-some years ago, <clears throat> with all those gadgets they had back then. I'm, I'm sure they got a lot more now. But he was by the nurse's station because it was so serious. Had, had It was a whole total glass room. He had wires and plugs and everything all over his whole body. And so I was focused on the Word of God. I sat there day and night, slept in that room, my Bible open. I did that. And then they had some social worker or somebody come in and gave us a great, big, fat, expensive book about leukemia. Well, I took the book home and threw it in the trash can. I thought, why do I want to study about leukemia? We've already got that. I'm going to study the answer. That's what we need. Amen. And then I remember, there's a really, really, really wonderful ministry, <clears throat> excuse me, across the world that's headquartered in America. That's a really good evangel- evangelical ministry. Wins a lot of souls, but they're pretty much ignorant on healing. And so we, we used to get their magazine. Used to get their magazines. We quit getting their magazine in late 1988. Because we came home from the hospital, check on the mail, been gone a few days, opened it up. And there was their magazine, which I always loved before. But the headline story was this, How to Cope with Your Child Died of Leukemia. Christian magazine. Well, I'm not going to judge them, because they didn't know what we know. And so, first thing I did after I threw the magazine in the trash can, I found their phone number on the magazine, and I called them. I said, cancel our subscription. Wasn't mad, wasn't mean, but I was not going to cope with my child died of leukemia. I was going to see my child raised up from the attack of the devil called leukemia. Amen. Why is that? Because I knew there was healing in the Word. Amen. And so I wanted to get the Word into me, not somebody's negative testimony because they didn't know the Word of God that I knew. And so that's what I'm telling you. There's healing in the Word, not because that's a cute saying. That's because that's what the Bible says. And so, and we see in verse 21 then, let them, my words, not depart from before your eyes. Keep them, keep what? My words in the midst of your heart. Keep my words in the midst of your heart. Well, you know, Jesus said a lot about the heart. Remember Mark eleven twenty three said, If you say out of your mouth and believe in your heart, and shall not doubt in your heart, if you don't doubt in your heart, you'll have whatsoever you saith. Well, if your word, if your heart is full of the word of God, there's no doubt the word of God. And so if your heart is full of the words of God, then your heart is full of faith. And if your heart's full of faith, faith pleases God. Amen. Faith always has a good report. Amen. Faith always says what the Word says. I want to say that again. Faith always says what the Word says. Because the Word of God, the Word of God produces faith. And so if you're walking in faith, you're saying what the Word says. But i got to say this, too, because some people, I don't think there's many goofy people as there used to be, or maybe I just don't see them. 
But there used to be people didn't know how to talk, so they were in denial, not in faith. They get a, they get a bad before the doctor got cancer, got this, got that, and they just go around saying it. They think this was faith. I don't have cancer. I don't have cancer. I don't have cancer. Well, that is stupid. Why'd you go to the doctor then if you don't want to believe the doctor? Why do you keep on paying the doctor? The doctor tell you what he sees, so all that's doing is give you a target to shoot at. Amen. So when you get diagnosed with something, you don't deny it. You deny it's right to destroy your body. You get into the Word of God, find out what the Word of God says, and you find your method of releasing your faith. You either call for the elders of the church and say, I've been to the doctor, I got a bad report, and I'm asking the elders of the church to anoint me with all in the name of the Lord and pray the prayer of faith. And then once the prayer of faith is prayed, then you can say this, I was diagnosed with cancer, but I'm getting better every day. Well, the doctors say so. They didn't say so yet, but Jesus said so. Jesus said, I'm recovering. That's exactly what I did with David, with Pastor Dave. Well, little Davey, what Pastor Dave. <laughs> uh, like Tiny Tim, man, he's hobbling around. <laughs> when, when Pastor Dave had that, I had to deal with people at the hospital for insurance things and all kinds of people talk. I said, Jesus, how can I talk? What do I say? Because I couldn't come off like a wacko or they put their notes, he's a religious nut. And then it'd be hard to deal with them. So I said, what can I say? And so every time we had to sit down and talk with people, they would say, now your son, your son has... And then I would always respond with, he was diagnosed with this leukemia. And see, that way, I wasn't contradicting them. I'd say, he was diagnosed with this, but under my breath, I'd say, well, he's getting better every day because hands has been laid on him, he's recovering. And you know what? I stuck with that, so I didn't come off nutty. But I'd come off accurate. He was diagnosed with it. Because you're diagnosed with something doesn't mean you got to keep it. At the same time, there's been enough people do damage to the gospel by acting like nuts. You're sitting there at a doctor and the lab work, and it all says what's going on there. They're seeing the natural what they see, and so we see in the word what it's supposed to be. And so we speak the word of God, but we've got to be able to communicate with people to be able so we don't get just bunched in with all the nuts. Because it came to the point two weeks after diagnosis, I'll never forget that day. But standing there, uh, a guy from my church, I wasn't a pastor. One of the elders of the church come out to visit us at the hospital and come out there. We were standing there. what to give us a, the current medical report. I'll never forget it. We stood there with this doctor I, it seemed to me like it was at least a half hour. I didn't know it was gone. We just, he wanted me to stand there and got the report. We were standing there. I was talking with the elder, and the guy's right there, and they bring him paper, and all he saved was, give me another one. A few minutes later, they bring him another paper. Give me another one. And we just, and I didn't know what was going on. This went off about a half hour, bringing the papers, two weeks. It diagnosed, and finally the guy's going to say, Mr. Samples, I have to apologize to you. He said, there's obviously something wrong with our equipment. He said, we're not, we're, not getting, we're not getting the right report. Something's wrong for our equipment. Well, it just so happened, I taught at healing school at a large church in Indianapolis, <clears throat> and the guy that ran the healing school was a cancer doctor from that hospital chain. And so then he told me what was going on. He said they had a retreat that weekend even after that day happened, 
had he said at the retreat, he said the whole conversation with all the doctors that whole week, it was the, that samples kid. He said, he said what that doctor was saying, what the doctor told them, the doctor told you about talking to us and silly reports. He said, man, I don't know what to tell those guys. He said, in our reports, he said, if chemotherapy was doing its best job it could do, said our job is to have the chemotherapy kill all the cells it can in the, in the body without killing the patient. So they measure that up so it kills everything. They want to blitz everything in the body that sells to kill the cancer without killing the patient. And he said it takes six months after chemotherapy before you start to see mature blood cells. Well, they'd been, they'd been blasting him for two weeks and said, man, that doctor kept seeing mature blood cells. And he said, this can't be. There's, it's impossible, medically impossible, being hit with chemotherapy like that for two weeks and have mature blood cells. That's why that doctor something wrong for quitting, man. There could be no, we've killed them all. There can't be. And then the day he jumped off the bed and started dancing and the crippled legs were healed. That, we wasn't lucky. We stuck with the word of God. I didn't read how to cope with my boy dying. I didn't read what to expect next. Well, this is what happens next when they got leukemia. You can expect this, 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 and this. I didn't read one word in that whole book. It was wrapped in plastic. I didn't want the plastic part threw it away. I thought, man, I know what I expect. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. That's what I expect. Amen. You know, I, I, I just really pray that somebody's really getting this because I have found out people in our church even going through serious things, this is not at all. This is not an all judgment. It's just an observation. When I started going through chemotherapy for stage 4 blood cancer back in 2018, some of the people in the church would be having conversations. They'd ask me what kind of drugs they're giving me, and I said, I have no idea. I stuck with the Word of God, didn't learn those drugs. I'd go in there, they'd tell me what they were, all these people doing these drugs and all that. And then these people in the church would tell me, well, if it's this, 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 and this, back this, I said, wait a minute, I teach faith in the church. You said, hear this faith. You know more cancer drugs than you know Bible verses. Still today, I can't tell you one drug they put in my body. But I'll tell you what I put in. Right now what I'm doing is what I put in. I put the Word of God in my heart, in my mouth, in my mind. And guess what? I'm walking and leaping and praising God. I have no cancer. I have no bad heart to go through the heart attack when that stuff was going on. I've totally healed. You know why? Because there's healing in the Word. He sent His Word and healed me and delivered me from the devil's destructions. Amen. And so verse, verse 22 now, look at this. Verse 22, For they, God's words, are life unto the whole world. What's your Bible say? Those that find them. Those that find them. You know what? You don't find stuff unless you're looking for it. If you're not looking for it, you're not going to find it. You know, I would suggest the things we're teaching tonight that you just kind of do a checkup of the neck up and start maybe start learning how to take some medicine in advance. You know, I don't know about you. I do take vitamins. I take different things like that that aren't really doctor's medicine. But... 
You know, I like to take things to pump up my system. But the first thing I take is my gospels. And so, said, and, and their life, those that find them. And then I want you to notice this. He says, and health, health to all their flesh. Well, the Hebrew, Brother Hagin always taught, in the Hebrew, that word health there is translated healing and medicine. It says God's word is healing and medicine to all those that find them. And so it says to all your flesh. And, you know, if you just see that word flesh, you think about your skin, but he's talking about your physical body. Now listen to this. You know, people don't think about this. Your physical body, that includes your blood, your immune system, your internal organs, your hair, your skin, your fingernails, everything that's a part of the earth suit you temporarily live in. I want to say that again because Christians need to be reminded of that. Your earth suit is a temporary thing you're wearing right now. Mrs. Pastor and I talk about a lot of eternal things a lot of times. And you know, the other day I said, you know what? Every human being that's ever lived still exists somewhere. The earth suit stayed, but they left. They're either in heaven or in hell. And so we got to realize that our earth suit is not us. We are the real person that lives inside this earth suit. And we need this earth suit to navigate through this earth. Our physical senses, what we see, what we hear, what we taste, what we smell, what we touch, they're just like the sensors on your car. You have a sensor on your car that comes on if, you're, if you have a coolant leak. It tells you the car's getting hot. You have sensors that there's an infection hitting you, your temperature goes up, you get a fever. All that is is sensors tell you, trouble with the body, trouble with the body, diagnose, diagnose, diagnose. Well, that's all this whole thing's about. We live in an earth suit, and God gave us feelings, and God gave us things so we take care of our earth suit. That's why it's not smart to fill it up with poison. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting all the eating stuff. I'm talking about cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, and uh, it's not too popular sometimes in churches. Uh, gluttony. You know, matter of fact, when you read the Bible, the book of Proverbs, he puts gluttons and alkies in the same category. Why is that? God wants us to take care of our temple. If the temple can't move, then you can't serve God as good as he wants you to. So we need to be able to take care of the temple so we can navigate and do what God wants us to do. Uh, I know I had my oil changed the other day in my car. Why'd you have your oil changed? Because I don't want to blow the engine. I want my car to run good. I have doctor's checkups a couple times a year. I went through a lot of things. I get doctor's checkups. Why is that? If I need my oil changed, I'm going to get my oil changed. I want my body to take me where it needs to go. I'll say it again. Doing better preaching than you are shouting. Amen. Your body's not you, but you still need it. Amen. And so, so all these things, all these things in your flesh, God wants to be well. But then somebody asked me, but how do you take God's medicine? Who said that? Somebody say that? Somebody asked me. Oh, I'm glad you asked that. I want to show you. <laughs> I think Jamie asked that. Okay, Psalms 1, turn to Psalms 1. 
as you're turning there, can you, can, I, I don't know, mostly women are the multitaskers, but maybe men can do this too. As you're turning there, let me say something else. Can you retain what I'm saying while you're turning? But maybe men, well, Rodney can, man, he's pretty good. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> as we're answering the question, how do you take God's medicine? Well, remember this. In Proverbs 4.22, said their life unto those that find them. So the first step, now listen to this, in taking your medication prescribed by your doctor is to have it filled at your pharmacy, right? Isn't that the first thing? You can't take the medicine unless you go to the pharmacy and pick it up. And so the first step in taking your gospel pills is read your Bible yourself, especially healing verses, and learn where they are. Isn't that the first step? You know, I, I got prescriptions that they still have me taking. I'm not sick, but doctors have me taking prescriptions. I take them, and so because I'm submitted to the system, I take them. I got a schedule of medicines to take. I take them. I'm not looking to them to live by. I'm looking to Jesus. He's the one that I look to to heal me, and he's the one who got healing. But at the same time, because I'm hooked up that system now, I do what they say. I take them on schedule. I get them refilled. I do what they told me to do. And so the first step in taking God's gospels is do what he said to do. That's the first step. You can't get lazy. You can't be a lazy Christian and get God's best. It takes work. And you know, I, I, like, I like what Dr. Barclay has used the example so many times. Have you ever noticed that a lot of times on Sunday or Wednesday or church times, all of a sudden all kinds of problems pop up? Busy, 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 busy. But you know what? The devil does not want you going to church, especially church teaches the word, but he has no problems with where you shop at, where you get your hair cut at. There's no resistance about what grocery store you go to. There's no resistance about where you buy your gas at. There's just lots of resistance about where you go to church at. Lots of resistance about getting there on time and things like that. And so we've got to get smart enough to know and recognize those attacks and then in advance take authority over them. Listen, not devil. It's church time and you're not going to pull what you pulled last week right now in advance. I'm telling you, I bind you in Jesus' name. You're not going to cause those things to crop up. My body's not going to feel bad. Can I give you a clue? Don't look at social media half the night if you want your body to feel bad. Go to bed. Shut the phone off. Put it in the other room. What are you doing? You're preemptive striking. Amen. And so anyway, we're in Psalms 1, and you've got to do some research yourself. I want you to look at verse 2. This is going to be so simple. This has been my direction all night to get you here about how to take your gospels. Verse 2 of Psalms 1 says this, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And here's how you take your medicine. In his law, in his word, there's healing in the word, that he meditate day and night. Meditate means to read the word of God out loud, to speak it out loud, talk the word of God, open your Bible to healing verses and read them out loud. By his stripes I was healed. They have the sick and they do recover. That's me. The prayer of faith heals the sick. That's me. You just go through and start reading them. But you notice what it said? It says, take them day and night. And so listen to this. If your pills from the doctor say, 
take this medication day and night with water, with or without food, well, you'll do it. If it says take one in the morning time and one at night time, and some of them say with or without food, some of them say with food, but the thing is you see what it says. And you take it how it says it, and you do what it says. But you notice what God said about his medicine? He says you meditate in it day and night. And you know what I wrote down when I was writing this down this afternoon? This verse says, take your gospels in the morning and at night with prayer for best results. I'm going to let that sink in. I've never seen this verse like that or said it like that, but that just really just resonated with me today. Take your gospels morning and night with prayer. Morning and night with prayer. Why is that? Because they're healing and medicine to all your flesh. They're healing and medicine. And then I want you to notice verse 3 then. You're taking your pills day and night, your gospels. It says, you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now get this. This is what the Lord woke me up with, sat there my mouth for my nap. This tells you how God's medicine gets to your bloodstream and brings healing to whatever your body needs. Now listen, he gave us such an example right here, especially out in the desert. You can see this. I've seen it. I've been here 17 years. I've seen it time and time and time and time again. We've tried to grow everything we can grow out here, and we're not really great successes. But here's what I've learned, the things I've grown. If you've got trees planted or you've got plants planted and they start drying up, then you start watering them consistently and water coming in. I've seen this happen time and time again. All of a sudden, that tree starts perking up. That plant starts perking up and all of a sudden, you see green start coming into it. Why is that? Because the root system. Now listen, this, this, is, this is the climax of everything I've got to for what I've what I preached about there's healing in the Word. Because the root system started getting nourishment from the water. The water started coming into the roots. And what I've always noticed on trees, as that water comes up the roots, you start seeing the end of the tree's first little branches. They start perking up. And then the whole branch starts perking up. After the kind that bud, you'll start seeing little buds start coming back. You'll see leaves start growing. And then the trunk and everything starts looking healthy again. Because that water went into the root system. The root system sucked it up and brought it to where it needed it. Now, God's word is healing the medicine to all your flesh. You, now listen, this, listen to this system. It's so simple. You have to be a religious dummy to booger this up. As you meditate... Think that's funny? <laughs> As God's word, as God's word comes into your heart, it says meditate the word day and night. Proverbs 4.20 says get it in the midst of your heart. As God's word comes into your heart, it produces healing faith because you're meditating on healing verses. So faith for healing gets in your heart. That's your root system. And then, because it's in your root system, then your spirit begins to produce healing anointing. And back in Proverbs 4, if we would have went to verse 23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart. For out of it flow the forces, the anointings of life. 
And so as you're taking your medicine in the morning time, taking your medicine at night time, and that's coming into your heart, it's like the water going into the ground by the tree. The roots are getting it. And next thing you know, I saw it happen firsthand through stage four blood cancer, how the doctor started seeing things changing that wasn't supposed to change. Matter of fact, I went through half the chemotherapy and it was shut off. But anyway, through all the things we went through, it's by sticking in the word day and night that he sent his word and healed me. He sent his word and healed you, but I got the word in my little gospel bottle, took it out of the bottle, put it in my mouth, and took it with prayer. And when I took it with prayer, it says right here, look at verse 3, like the tree planted by rivers of water, bringeth forth his fruit in his season. What was my fruit? My fruit was when the doctor said, normal, 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 normal. Going through all those lines of those big computer reports, all the different facets of my blood, normal, 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 normal. Brought forth my fruit. Why was that? I was like the withered tree. And God's medicine started coming into my spirit. Got into my spirit and started coming out. My little branches started perking up. I started growing new leaves. I started getting taller spiritually again because the Word did that. And so I want to leave this with you. God's Word is God's medicine. God sent His Word to heal you. But you know what else? God sent His only begotten Son, so whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. The whole world will not receive what God sent. The whole church will not receive the healing that God sent through his word. You know why? It takes faith to be diligent. And you know how to get faith. Stay in the word. Come to church. Be serious. And you be just as serious about studying about healing as you are about studying about disease. Amen. And, you know, I, I got I to throw one more thing in because I've been, been a faith teacher. I just, this is just so real to me. In Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus, whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed, be thou cast through the sea. Well, I know through all the things going on in the world right now, most of the news and most of the people say, well, everybody said it, everybody said it. Well, everybody said everybody, everybody said it. You know what I always say to myself if it's people I talk to what I say? Well, I'm whosoever, I'm not everybody. Everybody might be saying it, but whosoever's not saying it, whosoever's saying covid will never touch my house. Amen. Cancer will never touch my house. Amen. That 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 losing everything and the poverty and can't afford it is never going to touch my house. I'm whosoever I saith, my God supplies all of my need. I saith, Jesus is my healer. I saith, my family will finish all God has for us to do. That's what I say. So let everybody keep saying it. I'm going to agree with Jesus. I'm a whosoever. I know what I'm saying. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, stand up and say this with me. There's healing in the Word. There's healing in the Word. So I'm staying in the Word. And the Word's staying in me. And I'm going to stay healthy. And if I need healing... There's healing in the Word, so I'm going to stay in the Word. Amen, amen. Okay, Pastor Dave.
Go ahead, guys. You can clap. Amen. All right, man. Those are some of the prime healing scriptures that, you know, my dad's taught me to stand on my whole life. So that is absolutely what we needed to hear tonight. Amen. Well, listen, if you need prayer for anything, we want to make that available. And so we're going to have the prayer team come up here and uh, Josh will lead us uh, in a closeout worship song here. And so let's take a few minutes. You know, if you need if you need prayer for healing or anything, come on up. And if not, why don't we just worship the Lord for a minute tonight and give him thanks that you don't need prayer right now. That's a pretty good thing, huh? Amen. All right, let's take a minute. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence that you never failed me. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence that you never failed me. I've seen you move, you move the mountains, and I believe. I'll see you do it again You made a way Well, there was no way And I believe I'll see you do it again I've seen you move You move the mountains And I believe I'll see you do it again You made a way where there was no way and I believe I'll see you do it again I'll see you do it again Your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness Faithfulness your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence that you never failed me. I'll see you do it again. You made a way. 